Welcome to the Simple Walk Podcast. We're Craig and Diane Brown, and today we'll be talking about how Jesus lived on earth, his character, his love, his steadiness, the Holy Spirit in him, and his devotion to the Father. We'll chat about how Jesus instructs us to walk as he walked. Let's get started. So if we're going to talk about Jesus and what it looked like for him walking here on the earth. And of course, there's scriptures that talk about how he wants us to do like he did, right? Right, yes. Uh Be like he is. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can read 1 John 2, 6, because I think it's maybe a good place to start. Perfect. It says, he who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. So the thought that we had with this is that we wanted um, everyone to understand if we're talking about how Jesus walked on the earth and he's saying to us, he wants us to walk the same way walk that he, as I walk, yeah, as yeah. he walked. So we thought we'd take a look at, well, what exactly does that mean? What, how did he walk? What did it look like when he walked? Mm-hmm. You know, what was he, what, how did he act? And we don't mean walking, taking one you know, one step in front of the other. I mean, that's part of it. But, right. Um, but the virtues but like that his, came out yes, of him and all his of the characteristics. Yeah, the and, beauty of, of who he was. We wanted to kind of examine that a little bit. We thought it'd be kind of an interesting uh, view into our Lord. So, mm-hmm. um, So if we could, let's go to John chapter 1, verse 14. All right. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's just an amazing verse. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. You know, I love how, you know, every word in the the Bible is so important. I love to just take things nice and slow. Could you read like John 1, 1 and 2? Sure. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Mm. And you could go on. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And so there, there is... Our Lord, He was before the foundations of the world with the Father. They, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they created the heavens and the earth. Jesus was there the whole time, but they had a plan. And the plan was that uh, they would bring redemption after the fall, that Christ would come. They, they made a way for Jesus to, to, to get here through the blood, through Abraham and all of that in the Old Testament, and which is amazing studies. But everything points to one thing about Jesus, about Jesus. It's all, it points to Christ. And so we wanted to examine what does that look like? The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so it, basically Jesus was communing with humanity at this time. And they, it says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. You know, another thing about flesh, it's really important to take note that when it says the word became flesh, you see, sin has its power in the flesh. If it wasn't for our flesh and our fallen nature, our flesh nature that we have, then we there would be no there would have never been any need for the law. There would have never been sin because mm-hmm. sin actually has it 
its power in the flesh. So when Jesus came in the flesh, there's a key there. And it's kind of pointing to the fact that it says, and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory. We saw his glory. They kind of beheld his glory. The glory and glory as of the only Son from the Father. This version that I have it says we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Yes. Yeah. So it's Jesus was the one that God, that he came from the throne of God. He came from God and he came to the earth through the virgin birth. You know, it's really important to, these are all topics of great discussion. As time goes on, perhaps we'll continue to peel away the onion the layers of the onion, getting into the depths of Christ and all the beauty of of this experience that God has brought to us. But um, for now, we want to examine what it means, what this looks like, because it says that uh, he became flesh and dwelt among us and we saw his glory. So I have thought about, you know, I mean, when you really put your yourself in that place where the disciples were mm-hmm. and they were like physically observing him and um, walking with him. It wasn't just walking like him. They were walking with him. Yes. And um, I mean, you know, it's kind of like, how do we get to that place where it's not just a story (laughs) in the Bible, but it's a reality for us today? Well, that comes by the Holy Spirit. So let's go on and let's examine what that looks like. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, and then says, full of grace and truth. And notice the word full. That means there's no room for anything else, right? Mm. He was full. That's a good point. Full of grace. Now, the word grace means graciousness. And it actually, it means, and this is an interesting way it says it, but it, it means joy, liberality. You mean like in the Greek? In the Greek, yeah, yes. That's strong. When it starts breaking, yeah. breaking it down, it means joy, liberality, which means the word liberality means the quality or condition of being liberal in giving. Now think about that. Jesus had great joy and he made, that's what made him people just be so attracted to him because he was so giving of himself. And that that means, yeah, that means exactly that, giving of yourself. Yes. It doesn't necessarily mean giving money. Well, no, no. Yeah, it, this yeah. this is, you know, the thing about... <laughs> it can, but... <laughs> but you say money, but it, nothing has to do with the exterior first. Right. Everything has to do with the interior first. Yes. Jesus had a great joy in giving of himself. He, mm-hmm. he gave with great liberty. He gave just freely, just giving of himself without any... Um, second thought about it. And generosity in giving, it means. And it also means, now I love this, vastness of mind. Now that is really kind of a, you could say, well, that's really ethereal. Well, Mm -hmm. you know what I like about it? (laughs) What I like about it is that it means that it's boundless or it's uh, immeasurable. It means that his life that he lived here was so free that he had such liberty in his communicating and loving people and giving into their lives and, and pouring into them that they received, it was without any kind of reservation. It was an unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And that's what is so amazing because we have a tendency in our minds to just, we analyze everything. You know, and we analyze all the circumstances we're in and the people that we're in and all these things. And we're going, you know, well, 
let me see, I might like them and I might like them. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's Well, the other thing is too, even with the people in our lives, um, sometimes, you know, you there people get to a point where they have like a preconditioned response to the mm-hmm. person as opposed to just sort of uh, living in that moment and re- reacting in the moment. Right. Or maybe reacting isn't the greatest word. Well, um, that's because why. Because Jesus didn't react. <laughs> well, you know, he, he reacted with love. His, yeah, there his, you have it. Yeah, yeah. His reaction, if there was a reaction, that was it. It was. Yeah. His reaction was out of this, this nature of joy in giving. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? He had this, and that's what I love about this, this idea that he dwelt and we beheld him. They beheld him in this. He had joy in giving and loving people. He just loved people. You know how sometimes you'd see the children would come up to him and the disciples would try to stop him? Well, Jesus says, suffer the little children to come unto me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He, he didn't have these reservations about, he would go in and they'd say that he was with sinners or this and that. And Jesus is going, well, I didn't come to save the righteous. Right. You know, he came to, right. to save sinners. Right. You know, he came to save us, you and me, mm-hmm. uh, whoever we are listening. It's just, mm-hmm. this is the this is the message of Jesus Christ, that he came to bring salvation to the world. So First John, you know, it begins with, for that First John 2, 6 that I read at the very, very beginning. Uh-huh. It says, he who says he abides in him. Mm-hmm. So don't you think that's kind of the key is that in order to walk like he walked, that yes, that we need to um, understand what that means. We need, well, we need to, and we, so that we can understand how we can have this beautiful, giving, free nature that Christ lived, this unconditional love, live in this mm-hmm. place of just loving people. That's why he drew people unto him. I think that uh, Jesus was also very discerning and, um, you know, had all of the qualities that were necessary to walk on this earth with all mm-hmm. of the, you know, all of us are broken you know, in one way or another. And he, he had the qualities that, you know, where he was able to interact with broken people. It's so true. And that also, that probably also um, involved discerning, wouldn't you think? Well, it really does. You know, Jesus said that he doesn't do, I believe it's in John chapter 15. He was talking uh, to Thomas, I believe. And he, he said that, you know, I don't do anything unless I here, or I, my father, tells, father yeah, yes, leads yeah. me to do it and tells me to do it. So yeah. he doesn't do anything of his own. So Jesus was completely surrendered to the will of the Father. And that's every moment of every day. He lived totally separated so that his flesh, his walk in the flesh, was that a walk of set apart unto the Lord. He knew that he had to protect his mind. He, he protected his life. He set himself apart in every aspect of his life so that the Father ruled every moment of his life, so that he could get to the final place, so that he lived a pure life, a place of pure and holiness. Because he had the same flesh that we have. That's the cool thing about it, right? Mm -hmm. His blood was from the Father. Mm -hmm. His blood was from the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit came upon Mary in the beginning. That's the virgin birth, you know? And that's what happened there. So his bloodline was perfect, but his flesh was the flesh of humanity. And mm-hmm. so he had to overcome the flesh in order to, to defeat it. All so the that, stuff that we right. experience. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. that that way, our life now through his sacrifice, because when he was on the cross and he said, it is finished, he was saying, what's finished? He was saying that 
my life is done. I made it so that you can now have your flesh walk can become a walk that is full of the Holy Spirit, just like mine was. You know, you were talking about um, where Jesus talks about how it's, you know, he doesn't do anything without the Father telling him. And and you said it was in John. Oh, actually, I think it's John fourteen. Let's see if we're oh, is going. It 14? Yeah, let me you're probably let me right. find I out if have, I'm I... if I'm in the right spot when I read this. This is very. Probable. I hope I don't throw you off track here. Um, um, he's talking to Philip. Yes. And Philip oh, says Philip to him, Thomas, "Lord, yeah. show us the Father." Well, he was talking to Thomas also, mm-hmm. right there. So he was talking to Thomas and Philip, and this was him answering Philip. Um, Lord, show us the Father. And it is sufficient for us. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? Uh, He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you Hmm. not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. So he didn't do anything by the Father did it. Through him. Which is a really good example for us, you know, fallen, fleshly, imperfect people. Yes. <laughs> um, to filter, filter what we're doing through Jesus. And uh, it's not the what would Jesus do kind of thing. No, it's not. <laughs> it's it's like, like, how would Jesus be? <laughs> or well, um, you, actually, it's, it's a, like a being. It's this is like, part of the praying without ceasing that it talks yeah, about in the Bible. It's a good place. Point. Yeah, it's a place of of fellowship because it's really not me who speaks, but the Spirit of my Father who speaks in me. That's what was mm-hmm. happening here. Jesus was one with the Father, and the Father did the works. Right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what I said? Could you read just that one little verse again? Hold on. Which one now? Let's <laughs> uh, uh, Do you not believe that I am the uh, the words that I speak? To you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. Oh, hey, there's that word dwell. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it and is. then there's the word abide uh-huh. in First John that we talked about. Yes. So, you so know, it's really interesting because um, this is a whole nother study. But Jesus is um, the house of God. Jesus is over the house of God. It says in Hebrews chapter ten, verse twenty. And it's, um, it's really important to understand that we, are, we have a responsibility in Christ. He who thinks he dwells with the Father. You said there in... Oh, it's um, he who says he abides in him. Yes. So it's, it's really important. Yeah. It's important that we set ourselves apart to surrender our lives to Jesus Christ. Now, I wanted to look at... Revelation 1, 9 through 12 for just a moment. Okay. Just to kind of explain what we're talking about for us so that we can actually attain this place with Christ so that he's living through us and that we're... I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ... I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, and what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches, which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to, oh dear, Thyatira, (laughs) to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Mm -hmm. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. 
And having turned, I saw, he says, you know, yeah, right there. Having so, turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, yes. which so, were the churches. The point that I wanted to kind of bring out, you know, and this this is to the church that this... Which is? Right, which is us. us. <laughs> right, exactly. Not churches. Right. But to the church, those who believe, those who walk, like we're saying, if you walk before the throne of God, if you're surrendered to God and God abides with you and he's in you and you're surrendered to him, doesn't matter what church you're in mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people in churches that aren't walking like this. Right. This is a place that God has designed for each one of us and together we can come together. When you meet other brothers and sisters who love Jesus with all of their heart, you can hardly do anything but talk about Christ because He is the Lord of all. Right. And that's right. The, that's what we. That's why we have to protect our that we don't want our flesh to rule in any time. So, like Jesus protected His flesh, like mm-hmm. I talked about, we have to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's talked. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. It says, in, um I believe that is Philip. Uh, Philippians two five mm-hmm. says, "Let this mind be in you, which is which was also in Christ Jesus." So we we have this responsibility to just line up so that His mind can be in us. And because because the Bible in these places said, you know, like that, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. It means that we can do that. We can. Yeah. Yes, we can. Or we can do not do that. Right. And and because we have that choice. But it's it's. Uh, remember, I said that our sin has its hold in the flesh, mm-hmm. right? So sin, yeah. um, if the flesh is brought into the obedience of Christ, where you surrender your life to Christ, then the flesh can't. The sin has no hold on you. Mm-hmm. That's what the blood of Jesus did for us. It conquered sin. It set that so we can be cleansed now by the blood of Jesus. We can come into this place of freedom and liberty in Christ Jesus, which is amazing, so that we can attain these things that we're talking about. But you have to protect it every moment, every day, you know, day by day. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. It's it's this place in Christ that is that is set apart um, for him. But well and that's why that's why it is important you know when we get up in the morning to determine and you know just to ask the lord ask the holy spirit to help us set this day yes <laughs> apart for him um because we want to walk like he walked don't we i mean we do Let's, my goodness let me bring That's... let me bring this one one thought into uh, fulfillment mm-hmm. here on in revelation chapter 1 and Diane read all of that beautifully, and then it says um, in verse 12, so in verse 10, it says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice, right? right. As of a trumpet. So right. he's, if you think about this picture, right, here's John, and he hears this loud voice, well, it's it the was Lord. Jesus. It was Jesus yes. speaking to him, right? Yeah. But it was behind him. Mm-hmm. But watch what happens. And, and the voice was saying all of these amazing things. I am the Alpha and the Omega, which, which means... Mm-hmm. That he's the beginning and the end. In other words, remember this, that the word became flesh, the word of God. The word of God is what endures forever. As far as our life, our world, everything about us, the only thing that endures forever is Jesus is the beginning. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the end. That means that the word of God is the Alpha and the Omega. There's nothing else outside of those borders. Right. Those are the borders. It's the Word of God. And so, but here's what happened. He heard it behind him. He heard Jesus saying these these wonderful things. And then 
it says then in verse 12, it says, then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me and having turned, I saw. Mm -hmm. We have got to, in our own life, we have got to, when we hear, we might hear great revelation, kind of like we're talking right now. Great things that are secrets that are going to help us line up with the scriptures, line up with the truth so that God can live mightily through our life and we can live victoriously on this earth. But we have to, in our own lives, we have got to turn, we've got to position ourselves so that we are lined up so that God, so that we can see. Mm-hmm. You might hear it. That's a good point. We That's might hear it, and it's a wonderful thought. Oh, yeah, that goes in great, you know, but then all of a sudden, but we don't put action to it. Mm-hmm. We don't turn and line ourselves in line so that we can actually begin to see and experience what God has designed for us. So it's so amazing what God wants to do with us, but we have to put the effort into it and we have to line up with Him. And that's a really good point. When you brought that up and um, you were teaching me about that too, I thought, you know, that is so true. Like, it's really developing a habit, you know, ensuring that when when we're reading the word that it's not just words on a page, or, you know, we're listening to something and, you know, it's in one ear out the other and not we're not applying it. I think the whole point of walking like he walked is that we're applying it. Yes, we need to apply it, and we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That's what it's talking about in the scriptures. It's, this whole process is about letting Jesus be Lord of our life and feasting upon his word and falling in love with his word. Ask the Holy Spirit to just be with you, to impart his truth to you, his wisdom, so that you have understanding in the word, so that God can move through you like he did with Jesus when he walked on this earth. We love you all so very, very much. And we just thank you so much for being, being with us. And, and just we pray for you always. And God bless you. And we will see you on the next episode.